Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. Um, we've got a great episode planned for you guys, and we've got our second guest of the season, and hopefully, knock on wood, our audio doesn't crap out on us this time, but champion Dave. Dave, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the, the podcast. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, it's such an honor to meet you. Of course, uh, Champion Dave uh, won the first championship in our first Dynasty League. Um, Dave, I've I've been wanting to ask you how much how much planning did you put into the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs? Um, so for the the whole season and kind of the draft, uh, I think I got a text from Scott probably the day of that said, hey, don't <laughs> forget that we have. Uh, the draft going on today. So I uh, took a little time off work about an hour, um, did some studying, uh, figured out that it was a, um, was it the dynasty draft? So mm -hmm. had to reevaluate all of that. So I just thought it was a normal draft. So um, about an hour, I'd say. I mean, about an hour and look at the results. Um, really aggressive team last year, uh, full of old, well, so what some people consider oldies, but we know as goodies. And man, did it pay off for you, man. So congratulations. Um, well, we'll go ahead and roll into our icebreaker here, which is going to be our favorite pizza chains. Um, and honestly, Dave, I want to give you the honor of going first here since you're our steam. Thank you. Guest. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, I think uh, my favorite, uh, maybe controversial, but Domino's, uh, they've had a resurgence. And I'm talking about resurgence mm -hmm. maybe like five or six years ago when they got to the garlic crust. Uh, I think that was a real game changer for them. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Yeah, agreed. Uh, which one of the side bros would like to go? Uh -oh. um, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'll take Papa John's. I've always loved Papa John's. Classic. Good crust. Um, I think they had the best cheese. I don't know. Can't complain about Papa John's. Yeah. Uh, excellent decision as well. Uh, Steve-O? I'm talking about I'm not taking, and that is Pizza Hut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to turn into an anti-Pizza Hut I'm, uh, I'm probably going to take... Um, mellow mushroom which is more of the mm. sit down pizza option i think they do sometimes deliver um but domino's would have been my definitely my top delivery choice and i think i would even take well i'll let you make your choice before i go on my my rant well listen i'll have to actually choose papa john's as well um i actually had papa we had papa john's more often like in while we grew up than anything else and man so good and that alfredo pizza is just one of my favorites so better ingredients for sure you know thank you thank you but i will i will say i will say as dave mentioned with the resurgence i i, I think domino's overtake over overtook papa john's with with the change in their uh their ingredients and style so shout out to them for that stock rising yeah. I, so I, you you hate on Pizza Hut. Um, I've actually found this really weird divide, um, and it's basically right down the gender line. Where if if you throw up Papa John's or Pizza Hut, most guys, most men will choose Papa John's, and most women will choose Pizza Hut. And I don't know why that is. It's weird. 
My wife is obsessed with Pizza Hut. She loves the stuffed crust, the original stuffed crust, which I get it. It's good. But like <laughs> when it when it comes to me getting my choice of pizza, I always go for Papa John's. But happy wife, happy life. We get a lot of Pizza Hut in this house. Yeah, happy wife, happy life. And great pizza joint pizza joint choices, gentlemen. Um we're gonna go roll into our week seven recap here um and what an interesting week uh our first game we're going to recap is the new england patriots winning over the buffalo bills 29 to 25 uh mac jones and i actually in our group chat i've been roasting him for the since he before this game um derrick henry had actually passed had more touchdown passes than him in the month of october but mac jones bouncing back with 272 two touchdowns um Zeke actually getting the one rushing touchdown. Um, and for the receivers, Kendrick Bourne, six for 63, one touchdown. And Mike Gusecki, two for five, but getting the game-winning touchdown. Um, in terms of the Bills, Josh Allen continuing to show out, 265, uh, two touchdowns and one INT. Uh, Josh Allen getting a rushing touchdown. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, I'd like to note, going eight for 75, no tutties, but Stefan Diggs, James Cook getting in, uh, getting in the end zone here. Um, how surprised were we about this game? I mean, in general, guys, I mean, with how the Patriots have been playing and I guess a banged up Buffalo Bills defense, um, can we see any potential future offensive production from this Patriots team? Or do you think this is a fluke? So... Last week, I mentioned that the Lions were one of those teams where I just want a piece mm-hmm. on my fantasy team. The Patriots are one of those teams that I want nothing to do with. Okay, um, I respect that. And even after this past week, still don't want anything to do with it. Uh, I'm not going to call it a fluke game. I think the Bills missed a lot of opportunities. Um, they were cashing in field goals instead of going for it on fourth down a couple times. And I think they missed a field goal or two as well. Um, and if if you let, you know, the Patriots hang in a game, it's probably not going to turn out well for you, even if they are the Patriots of 2023 and not that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say uh, this was one of the many games that highlighted the tight ends on National Tight End Day with Gasecki getting the big uh, catch at the end for the Patriots and Don Kincaid basically having his breakout game. Yeah, I'm really... Really great week, actually, for tight ends while, while you mentioned that, Scott. I mean, notable tight end performances throughout the week. So if you had a top, top end tight end this uh, this week, you could really cashed out. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to our next game here, which is the Browns versus the Colts. Uh, the Browns winning this 39-38. Uh, P.J. Walker going 2-0 and currently as an interim stand-in for Deshaun Watson. Well, who did play for a bit. Uh, one for five, five yards, one INT, and didn't participate the rest of the game. Jerome Ford, 11 for 74, a uh, one rushing touchdown. Kareem Hunt, um, if you guys have kept him, picked him up, um, 10 for 31, two touchdowns, especially with Jerome Ford. How excited are you? Well, Jerome Ford getting injured. How excited are you, Scott, about starting Kareem Hunt after holding him for so long? Um, yeah, I'm happy that I still have him in RMC. I don't know if I'm actually going to be starting him though. Um, I'm worried that 
he's actually going to maintain his current role and mm-hmm. uh, strong is actually going to be the first and second down back and get the bulk of the carries and uh, change of Hunt, pace. Yeah. Hunt is going to maintain his uh, uh, change of pace role essentially. Yeah. And let's see here. Nothing really impressive on the receiving side. I guess Elijah Moore, 459. And the defense really doing work here. And Miles Garrett just continuing to show how, well, at least producing a decent defensive player of the year caliber season so far. Um, in terms of the Indianapolis side, Gardner Minshew, 305 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Jonathan Taylor, 1875 for one touchdown. And Gardner Minshew also getting two rushing touchdowns. And really an awesome breakout game for Joshua Downs, 5 for 125, one touchdown to Michael Pittman Jr., 2 for 83, and one tutty. Um, Steven, did you have any worries about the production Michael Pittman Jr. might be having with Minshew, or does this kind of reassure you? I mean, I know it was only two receptions over five targets, but he did have a 75-yard bomb. Yeah, it, it is just two receptions, but, I mean, given the kind of spread of love that was, I guess all the receivers got, I'm still comfortable with, I think total yardage and obviously getting the touchdown. I think he's still the guy in the offense, obviously Josh downs Mm -hmm. um, had his breakout game, as you mentioned, but I think Pittman is still, like I said, the target main guy. Uh, So I'm not, I'm not really concerned about, about that. I, I, I do think it's interesting that for running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss both had 18 carries split down the middle. So um, I, I'm still not going to say that that will continue. I feel like Taylor's going to eventually just be BB guy, but mm-hmm. um, interesting that it's still kind of occurring longer than I expected. Yeah. Great points. Great points all around. Um, we'll segue straight into our last highlight game, which will be the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Miami Dolphins. Um, the Eagles winning 31 to 17. And Miami really getting shut out in the running game the first half. Um, well, let me start with Tua going 216, one touchdown YNT. Uh, Raheem Mostert, nine for 45 yards, no tutties. And Tyreek Hill, of course, being um, the fa- currently one of our fantasy darlings, 11 for 88 and one touchdown. Uh, for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 279, two touchdowns, one INT. Uh, he also got a rushing touchdown. Uh, what is it, a brotherly shove? And uh, Kenneth Gainwell, of course, getting a touchdown as well. A.J. Brown currently going on a tear, actually. Uh, last couple of weeks, he's been av- like over 20-plus points. It's, it's insane. Going 10 for 137 and one touchdown. And Dallas Goddard, um, 5 for 77 and one touchdown. Um, I don't... What am I trying to say, you guys? It's mainly about the Dolphins here, and I guess I'm I guess I'm missing how much of a they're missing how much of an impact um, Achan is making. I guess I mean, how can you chalk these guys up? I mean, they got banged up a little bit during the game too. Um, I get the Eagles just kind of had their way with them. I guess throwing off their rush game. Could you attribute that to just throwing them off balance? Yeah, I think it was just pressure by the, the Eagles defense. Uh, Tua didn't really have time to throw the ball, and I think that that threw them 
get them kind of off their game. Um, but I, I think it was the defense that was the difference maker because I think we know that. I mean, I would think I would still take the Dolphins' offense over the Eagles' offense. And I, I, I think, again, I think the difference was just the amount of pressure that the Eagles were putting on Tua in the, in the run game. Yeah, yeah. I, I second what Steven said. I think it was more so the defense than uh, the Dolphins' lack of production. Um, I don't know if A-Chan being there would have made a difference mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, but uh, going back to A.J. Brown real quick. So it, he's been on a tear for five weeks straight now. Um, he's actually tied former Detroit Lions receiver Calvin Megatron Johnson for the most consecutive games with 125 plus yards receiving uh, with five. So he can actually break that record this coming week uh, if he gets 125 receiving yards. And he's surprisingly doing that under the radar. I mean, I just started hearing about all this literally this week, which just blows my mind. All that fantasy production. Um, And with that, guys, we'll go ahead, scoot on over to one of my now favorite uh, segments, the Bumble Rumble. Fun train. Take us on a wild ride, baby. All right. Uh, So, Dave, just so you kind of know how the game is played, obviously Bumble, the wonderful dating app, putting together so many lovers in the world. Um, (laughs) You swipe right and left uh, based off of who you like and dislike. So I'm going to give two options and just going to give you their ages and their locations. Um, And you guys just got to tell me that instinct, who you want to go for. Um, so we'll start off with player one, age 25, Foxborough, Massachusetts, and player two, age 25, Inglewood, California. Hmm. Ooh. I think I'm going to go right on the Inglewood guy. Right on the Inglewood guy. Scott, MJ? Yeah, I'll go. I'll swipe right on the Inglewood player as well. I'm gonna go Foxborough. Any any hunches? Are they the same position? They are. Is it Hunter Henry and Tyler Higby? Unfortunately, it is Justin Herbert and Mac Jones. So oh, I'm gonna, gonna oh. guess that you probably want to take back that swipe. <laughs> all, all the regrets. All the regrets. <laughs> All right, up next, we got age 24, Cleveland, Ohio, and age 24, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay, I think I know who one of the players is. Let me guess the other. Yeah, let me get uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia? Yeah, I'd like the Philadelphia player as well. I'm trying to think of the... You want to go with Cleveland? All right, going to be different. Ohio? Ohio? Yeah. No idea who these guys are, though. Devontae um, Smith and um, Elijah Moore. Great guess. Oh, shoot. That is DeAndre great. Swift and Jerome Ford were the two options. Mm, wow. That that I'm well, pretty happy about Swift in this running game. Yeah, with Ford being out for at least one week next to, um, I think Swift is the player right here. He's higher on the season as well. Yeah, overall, relatively close. Um, age 28, Baltimore, Maryland. Age 28, New Orleans, Louisiana. 
Nolan. Nola, all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. give me give me New Orleans. Uh, right. Baltimore. Like them crabs. Yeah, you feel confident? I, I feel confident about this one. I think it's Michael Thomas and OBJ. Interesting. Right, again, great guess. It was Alvin Kamara and Gus Edwards. Oh. <laughs> MJ, I was thinking wide receiver. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yes, I am. I am regretting my swipe. Um, age twenty-four, Chicago, Illinois. Age twenty-three, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Shy, shy. I'll go with A Town. Be the the one outlier here. I'll go with Atlanta. Appreciate the ATL rep. Herbert Algier. Uh, I'm off on my guesses tonight, but I think Fields and Ritter. Pitts and Komet. How do we feel? How do we feel? I mean... Is it is it crazy that it's even a, almost a wash at this point? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, right. I guess, honestly, I'd rather have Johnny Smith from Atlanta. <laughs> no strong feelings, which is crazy. Um Age 24, Denver, Colorado. Age 22, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Colorado? Mm, Denver, 24-year-old? Shoot, man. Um, uh, oh, Pittsburgh. Uh, mm, Pittsburgh as well. Ooh, I'll go with Denver. <laughs> All right, going to take the... Take the other option. Um, any guess? Is it Pickens and Mims? Close, but Mims is the rookie. Pickens and Judy were the options. Oh dang! Oh uh, yeah. Wait, how? J- Judy's still only twenty four. Yes, he was a young end when he came in the league. For some reason, I thought Mims was has been in the league for like seven years or so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could also be his lack of production that makes him feel older, but. Mm. Um, last but not least, and let's get a rapid fire swipe on this one. Okay. Age 26, Jacksonville, Florida. Age 26, Glendale, Arizona. For Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Florida. Yeah. All right. All swiping right on Christian Kirk versus Hollywood Brown. How do we feel about that one? Mm, pretty so. So Kirk's been, I mean, looks pretty good. Yeah. I think they both are decent starters this year. So far, yeah. good wide receiver, two options, low end. Well, great swiping guys. And with that, we'll turn it over to Scott for on the clock. All righty. Uh, I've got three questions, one for each of you. Uh, Going to give you each 30 seconds when it's your turn. Uh, we'll just start with MJ uh, talking about the Bears. Let's so, go, baby. The Bears have won two of the last three games with two different quarterbacks. Uh, and these are all two-part questions for everybody. First question is, have the Bears turned a page and become competitive, or was it simply the teams they played, Washington and Las Vegas, being bad? Question two, can Tyson Chicken Badgett become an every-week starter somewhere in the NFL, or is he destined to always be a backup? Go. Uh, listen, uh... I actually been keeping up with Bears Twitter a lot, and uh, 
they recently one of the players got recently interviewed saying that the Las Vegas Raiders were just not they weren't 100% themselves. So I I'm not feeling 100% certain um that this is us turning a page. Now, do I think Taysom Badgett can produce? Yeah, I think they designed some really good plays for him, safe plays that got him to their play to his playmakers and I think he I don't think he's a weekly start. So Okay, that's fair. I wish fair I could have fit everything. 45 seconds, I, I could have fit a bit more, but I think he's just too safe. Of, like, they designed him too safe for the players you want for fantasy production, right? It's okay. not going to be the big, it's not going to be big 20, 30 yard gains. It's going to be small, short outs, screens, wide receiver screens, slants, which is what they did against the Raiders. So. So not an every week starter in Correct. fantasy, but do you think at some point he could be an every week starter somewhere in the NFL? Like a team could pick him up to be the guy. I don't think so. Okay. Sorry if I didn't answer that. I could... No, 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 you're good. I just wanted cl- clarification for our listeners out there. A backup. Um, I think he could do, be a pretty good backup, but like a spot yeah. start maybe. Yeah, for sure. Sure. All right. Uh, we'll move on to Steven. And uh, of course we're going to be talking about his Falcons. The Falcons stand alone atop the NFC South. Uh, at four and three after defeating divisional foe Tampa this past week. Question one, will they finish atop the division? And if not, who will? Question two, is Arthur Smith in danger of losing his job if they miss the playoffs, especially considering the shenanigans he pulled with Bijan this past weekend and his seemingly poor use of offensive weapons? Oof. Um... I don't want to bet against them, but I feel like the Bucks are a better team. And I think if I was a betting man, I think I would say the Bucks would take the South. Um, but I think it's going to be close between them too. I'm, I'm out on New Orleans and obviously Carolina. And no, I don't think Arthur Smith is in danger of losing his job this year, but who will in a hot seat next year. Okay. Awesome. Right at. 30 seconds there. Uh, and finally, Dave, who is our resident Seahawks fan, uh, RMC team name, the Seahawks. Uh, so the Seahawks have played well outside of a week one thumping by the Rams and a week six tight loss to the Bengals. The Niners have now dropped their last two games after appearing to be the team to beat in the entire NFL through the first five weeks. Question one, can the Seahawks win the NFC West over the Niners? Question two, Realistically, how far do you think the Seahawks can go this year? Um, to answer the first question, no. Um, something about the San Francisco 49ers, they're like our kryptonite. Um, right now, Seattle is sitting pretty well, but we also have the fourth hardest schedule remaining. So we play uh, Philly, San Fran, twice, Baltimore, um, Dallas, and the Browns and some other easier opponents. but. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think uh, Geno Smith is good enough uh, for the the prime time. So I think he's a great manager of the game. Uh, but to take us all the way, I think we need the the next level. So how far do you think they can go then? Like make uh, the playoffs? Be a wild card. Yeah, we'll make the playoffs, I think, as like a wild card and then probably lose that first game. So lose in the wild card round? The playoffs, yeah, just, copy. Just okay. good enough not to get a good draft pick. 
Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the worst, but it's still fun. You know, your team going to the playoffs, you have something to root for in January uh, once fantasy's done. So, okay. No, I appreciate the uh, the uh, honesty there because it's definitely hard for me to, to talk negatively about the Cowboys, but I think we're kind of in the same boat. Um, but with that, we're going to move on to MJ hosting MFK. Let's go, baby. Um, we've been producing some awesome MFKs the past couple weeks. So um, I'm moving it down a tier. I'm going to currently some of the wide receivers in the wide receiver two range. Um, we're going to start with a shadow 45 favorite, Jacoby Myers. Um, next up, Christian Kirk and scary Terry McLaurin. How do we feel about these players, gentlemen? This tough. Um, I think I have to marry Scary Terry because he's still the alpha on the offense, even though may not be producing like the others. And I just I can't get on board to Jacoby Myers yet. I'm still just not not. I know he's killing it in fantasy, but give me Kirk, who I think is still neck and neck with Calvin Ridley for top dog in the Jacksonville offense, and I'm gonna kill Jacoby. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna disagree with that. Obviously, um, I think I will marry Scary Terry as well. I think the volumes there. Um, it seems like they're kind of just done throwing the ball to Dotson, which is great if you're a Scary Terry owner. Um, I'm gonna front bench Fitz Myers. He's got five touchdowns on the year uh, through seven weeks, which is awesome. Um, he's getting just as many looks as Adams. Um, because I think Adams has taken away, you know, <clears throat> the better defensive players and and giving Myers some good looks, and mm-hmm. he actually has a quarterback that appreciates him. Uh, and I'm I'm killing Kirk. I'm still out on him. Um, I think he's my new favorite vulture, the uh, Adam Thielen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence, my man, sunshine. Get the ball to Calvin Ridley. He's the best athlete you have on that team. Put the ball in his hands and let him do work, man. It's not hard. Get the ball to Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Dave? Yeah, so as I said at the very beginning of this podcast, I spent about an hour prepping for this, so uh, <laughs> my college is pretty low. So as I went off of the first draft, I kind of go by more of a, a feeling. Um, I don't like Scary Terry's name, so I'm going to kill him. Um, mm. like Kirk, so marry him. And then what's the other one? Jacoby Myers, do we put him on my bench? Is that is that the thing? Yeah, friends benefits. Yeah, we're going to do that one. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Solid. Uh, um, Yeah, I'll actually have to marry Scary Terry. I think if anything, Sam Howell slings it. And Scary Terry is always big, that big play guy. And it's just, you know, he's been getting Sam Howell actually, I'm pretty sure is top of the league of taking sacks. So, or definitely up there. So just give the line, I guess, some time to adjust and. I think they'll be slinging it in no time. I'll have to friends with Bench Fitzkirk here. Um, I I think I really think he's just eating up on the inside, um, inside of the field between the numbers, and I'll have to kill Jacoby. But Jacoby's looking great. I mean, I I do have to say he's been doing get, matching Devonta Adams, like you said, Scott. So tough. Uh, Fun train. Would you like to go next? Let's go. Um, all right, sticking to my theme of the week, 
with National Pizza Month, we got a battle of the pizza cities, New York versus Chicago versus Detroit. And so your options are Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Jared Goff. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll take this. I've got a share of each uh, across my dynasties. Um, Golf and Fields in the same one. Jones in our What's Your Fantasy. Um, right now, I'm killing Daniel Jones. Uh, he's been hurt, and when he hasn't been hurt, his O-line hasn't been able to give him time to pass the ball. Um, please, let's let's get some offensive linemen that aren't traffic cones that can actually protect a quarterback. Uh, but for now, Daniel Jones is my kill. Um, Justin Fields, also been hurt, but give me that 40-point weekly upside. Um, he's got my Mary. Jared Goff will be my friends at Bench Fits. Pretty steady 15 to 20 points a week uh, on that uh, Lions offense. Yeah, that's pretty easy for me too. I'll, I think Goff has been extremely consistent. So definitely friends with Benchovitz. Uh, Kill Jones, um, exactly what Scott said. Just looks ugly so far. Um, and Fields, just with that upside, man, whether it be now that they've unlocked his passing game, hopefully continue so. And then gets an opportunity to um, rush when he gets a chance and blow up for the 40 points. So MFK. All right, two for two. Dave? Sorry, working out the, mic, the mute thing. Um, yeah, definitely kill uh, Daniel Jones. Um, he's terrible. Uh, I'm more of like the, I want someone to put up a steady amount each mm. week. And so I'd go with Jared Goff as a starter. And then Justin Fields, there's definitely more upside to him. I think he might produce better uh, later on in the years, but I need that consistency, not... 30 points one game and, you know, 12 the next. So solid floor guy over here. Like it coming from the champion. Wise words. Yeah. Um, I, I am going to go with, uh, fields as my, my Mary golf French of Benchifitz DJ as my kill going with MJ and Scott. I think I'm, I'm big on the, on the consistency, but I do, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, I love fields rushing ability and he can obviously blow up any game. Um, quick question to stay on theme. Do we have anyone that would not take New York as their Mary between these three pizzas? Yeah. So I was about to say, if you didn't, uh, hundred percent, my MFK is New York, Chicago, Detroit, like putting sauce on top of the cheese is criminal. Um, and Chicago style pizza is lasagna. So New York is the Mary. <sighs> I will argue that with anybody. It's not close. New York style pizza is the best. I would, I would I would put Detroit over New York, but Chicago. Whoa! See, yes, Scott. Yeah, go go. I, I listen. New York. Everybody eats New York. I mean, everyone's crazy about New York. It's so boring. Well, like, it's so Detroit, good. Detroit at least has nice, nice, crispy, burnt ends, and then Chicago style burnt like, pizza. Dave, do we have a tiebreaker? Chicago one with a bunch of sauce on it. it no, it's a pie. It's, it's it's deep dish. Oh no, that yeah, that one's terrible. Um, I had some guy <laughs> like, ordered honestly probably like five hundred dollars worth of that just to treat us all, and it was worst pizza I've ever had. So I'd probably go with New York. Um, <laughs> the, Detroit uh, has the sauce on top. 
MJ. So, well, I don't, I don't know if it's the sauce on. Is it? Is it? It's like an airy crust as well, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's not. But they, but they put the sauce on top, right? I think. Yeah, I think you are right. Yeah, but MJ, mm-hmm. I think the cheese stands alone on this one. Um, I'm definitely, definitely go New York. Hey, to each their own. Um, Scott, what you got? All right, so uh, I kind of went with my own theme, also Halloween related, but I'm going with three deadly Halloween wide receivers. So you got Michael Myers Pittman, Michael Myers Thomas, and Jacoby Michael Myers. <laughs> um, yeah, Mary Pittman, friends of Betcha Fitz, Myers, and killed Michael Thomas, and I'm not thinking twice about it. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, I'll probably um, echo that. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. No, nah, I was just going to say probably the same to me. Oh, um, Michael Thomas was good, but I think he's kind of going over the edge. Yeah, for sure. Kill Thomas. Um, I don't know. I actually like the upside of... Uh, yeah, I have to actually agree. I have to agree just because I actually really like the upside currently with... Um, Minshew subbing in for Richardson. Um, and I think that Minshew can actually spread the field and get Pittman more looks. So as it stands. Yeah, I I think that's gonna be four for four. Uh Pittman, Myers, uh, Thomas. I will say though, uh Jacoby currently has basically a constant right now. I mean, besides maybe playing with a backup quarterback for a couple weeks, but uh Let's not forget about Jonathan Taylor is coming back in Indy now, and it looks like he's getting more and more looks, more and more uh, just touches in general, um, which, you know, if he's getting more looks and touches, it's got to be taken away from somewhere else. Not to say that's necessarily Pittman, but um, there's a bigger mouth to feed in Indianapolis than Michael Pittman right now. Um, Michael Thomas as well. Chris Olave just got arrested for excessive speeding, so he might get an uptick here soon uh, in some targets. <laughs> uh, Shout out for speeding. Yeah, I think Kamara is probably going to be the biggest benefactor of that if Olave misses any time. Um, but I think Jacoby Myers is right here at a at a nice constant, um, at least with other offensive weapons. Um, but yeah, I think the MFK that Steven said and we all agreed upon is is correct, at least as things stand now. Dave, what about you? What do you got for us? All right. So I, I think I might have misunderstood the assignment. So there's a loose connection. Huh. Um, it is uh, people that have been in the like the media for dating of some sort. And so yes, options are obviously Travis, Kelsey, uh, Aaron Rodgers, when he's healthy, by the way, not when he's broken. Um, and then CMC. CMC is probably the least uh, dramatic of the <laughs> of those. Wait, who's CMC famous for dating? Olivia. Uh, I don't. She's yeah, just gorgeous. Google News popped it up on my feed one time, so yeah. that's why I went with him. She's a model. No big deal. Uh, um, yeah, I'll take this because I'm going to be different from everybody else and I don't care. But I'm marrying Travis Kelsey. Give me that Kelsey and Taylor Swift all the way. Travis Kelsey, uh, French of Benchfits, Aaron Rodgers, uh, up there for the GOAT conversation when he's healthy um cmc obviously we all know what he's doing this year i've heard enough of cmc this and that i'm gonna kill him was this just like a general like just as a like like him as a person question or were you asking in terms of fantasy dave uh yeah 
okay. okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Scott Scott did give the incorrect answer if it was in terms of fantasy. There was a wrong answer. Correct. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, marrying CMC, not only does he have the most stable relationship, but he's also mm. by far the fantasy choice. Um, absolutely crushing it. Uh, marrying Travis Kelsey. Hope it all works out for him and T Swift. I just I still don't see it, but hope it works out. Um, and obviously he's a good tight end. And then A Rod, wishing all the best with the health, but can't uh, can't rely on him right now. So I've got to kill. Well, we did stipulate healthy Aaron Rodgers for one, and also you can't marry both CMC and Travis Kelsey, which is what you said. Oh well, I have friends with Betchafitz Kelsey. My apologies. And yes, even healthy Aaron Rodgers, if he was back today. I'm still taking the other two. Um, yeah, it's gonna have to be CMC for me as my Mary. Um, I, Scott, Scott, you're shaking your head, baby. Listen, I, if if this is Dynasty Superflex and we're talking a healthy Aaron Rodgers, like he can't be the kill, and I'm sure as heck not killing Travis Kelsey. He like the best advantage you can possibly have in fantasy football right now is having Travis Kelsey. You're here saying Dynasty Superflex and you're taking what the 33-year-old tight end over the what 28-year-old running back? Yeah, 28-year-old running back. So he's old for running backs. Like they're all old for their positions. Like take age out of it. Oldies but goodies. When healthy. I mean, it's I understand. I understand Scott. Just uh, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, CMC is just that guy until uh, like, I think definitely more bang, bang, consistent boom weeks than Rogers would. I think even in Superflex, may I could definitely consider him like as my friends with benefits, but I have to take Kelsey there for the like, same reason as CMC. Like I think even in a super flex league, I feel like th- those two players on a week to week basis would average more points than Aaron Rodgers would healthy at this moment. So that's me though. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you can get like six, seven other quarterbacks that are going to put up just as many points as him each week, but Kelsey is by far in his position going to be putting up the most by far. Uh, for tight ends and then CMC um, if he can stay healthy I mean he's just way ahead with all those receivings especially if you're in like a PPR league or something like that so for me um, it would be Kelsey CMC and then Aaron Rodgers Mm. like it yeah great MFK gentlemen MFK's uh, gentlemen Uh, we'll go on to another segment favorite the jukebox juke all right, guys, sticking to it. We got songs about Za. Who even knew that they existed? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, first song is That's Amore by Dean Martin. Um, of course, we all know how it goes. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's Amore. What in the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's Amore. May take a second to think about this one, but what player seems nice and shiny but you're hesitant. It's really just due to your own beer goggles. Uh, the harsh, the real harsh answer right here is going to be for me, Alvin Kamara. Whoa. Okay. Because 
he is at if unless you're starting him in a PPR league because <laughs> like and 13 receptions for 33 yards or whatever it was yeah he's averaging around 20 around like 25 points since coming back because of those receptions to me that's that's my I, i'm in love with him in that league because of all the points he's getting in the receptions because it's Derek cars right now is just a check down king but you take those receptions away i mean he's averaging around 40 50 yards a game rushing so Goddamn. I'm, I'm going to go with Christian Watson right now. And and my reasoning for that is started the season hurt. Didn't really see him a whole lot. Um, you know, Romeo Dubs and Jalen Reed kind of stepped up a little bit. Uh, like to the eyes, you're like, yeah, it's the dude from last year. Like the production's coming, but we really haven't seen it yet. You know, I want him to be, Jordan loves guy. I want him to be Jordan loves Devonte Adams and it, it hasn't happened yet. Um, so yeah, that's, I'm going with Christian Watson. And Dave. Oh man, I was thinking about this. Uh, I don't really have a good answer. I'd say like pretty much any tight end, um, that is not Kelsey right now. I always have high hopes <laughs> for whatever tight end I draft, but they're gonna have a breakout year. And then they up like six points max, and I ended up dropping them for some kicker later on or something like that. So, uh, like all the it. tight ends out there, not Kelsey, especially with it being National Tight End Day a few days ago. I think that is a perfect answer. Um, next song is called Cool Aid and Frozen Pizza by Mac Miller. Solid, uh, solid little rap. Um, in the song, he says, so far, I've done pretty well for myself. couple trophies on the shelf. So what else could I want that I don't have yet? So, of course, we're talking about a few guys that got a couple of rings. Is there any stack you'd want more than Mahomes and Kelsey in Redraft or Dynasty? Well, uh, what kind of setting, though? Just a, just a general? Yeah. Um, stack? I'm confused what you're asking there. Like about the question. Like, what, is there another stack I'd rather have? So Mahomes and Kelsey is a stack quarterback and tight end receiver on the same team. Is there any stack that you'd want more than that? All, yes. Only one. All right, go ahead, MJ. Okay. Uh, that'd be, as of right now, it'd be Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. You t- you took mine. I was gonna say Jalen Hurts, and AJ too. Brown. You can say it too, Scott. That's my answer. That's yep. the only one I can think of. I, I think I think Jalen Hurts has more upside than Patrick Mahomes because of the rushing capabilities and the tush push. And uh, AJ Brown has been producing at the same level, if not higher, than Kelsey. There is a runner up, but very close. All right, Dave. Yes, the only one close to that maybe is uh, Tua, and then. Uh, hill over there so that's probably the only other one yeah yeah all great answers i i mean i i feel like yeah hurts hurts and brown is a hard one to pass up i think also in dynasty if you're talking about age definitely no question in redrafts mahomes and kelsey i think would be hard to pass up just given the week-to-week advantage that the tight end position Mm -hmm. with kelsey um Second part 
to the song just for fun. Von Miller has a ring with the Broncos and the Rams. Do you think he's going to get one with the Bills? Hmm. How long is his contract right now? No. I guess I'll say. Before I get to that question, I'm going to second Dave. I think he's too old. Um, and I, I think it's this year or probably never. And the AFC is just too tight. I don't see the Bills making it all the way. Yeah, I don't see the Bills winning it with Sean McDermott, personally. Sean so. McDermott, you think, is the issue? Yes. All right. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, again, just taking the odds, I think I got to say no as well, as much as I really want the Bills to to win one. I don't think it's happening. Um, last song, which you can't find on Spotify, but you can find on YouTube. And I believe this was just a random song during a Disney Channel commercial at some point in the last, I think it was probably around 12 to 15 years ago. Um, it's called Pizza Girl by the Jonas Brothers. Uh, this is the worst song I've ever included on Jukebox, and it's not a fun train recommended song. Don't get me wrong. Love the Joe Bros. Love their latest album. This absolutely horrible song. Um, in the song, they say, love showed up at my door yesterday. It might sound cheesy, but I wanted her to stay. Um, pretty easy question. Who's a new player? Let me give you a couple. Jordan Addison has averaged over 17 points per game the last few games. And Josh Downs averaging about six targets and over 10 points, uh, fantasy points over the last three games. Are either of those guys that are, are are you on, I guess, on the on the train rolling with those guys for rest of season, or you think it's a one hit wonder? Yes to both. Yes Josh to Downs. Both. Josh Downs and not Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. Wow. MJ is our resident anti Addison. Listen, guy. okay, I'm currently wrong about him. I'm currently wrong about him, but what the hell happens when Jefferson comes back? I mean, the same thing. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think, you think remember, remember, Thielen and Jefferson were were both viable at one point. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you still got to feed Hawk. Stole a lot of touchdowns. Correct. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I'm the re- yes, I am the resident Addison hater, but I I don't know. Is, is Jordan Addison your ASB to Scott? <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> I don't hate ASB that much. Like ASB is is top twenty. Like I think Addison is top thirty. Top twenty. It's such a disgrace. Anyways, Dave, sorry. What is uh? What's what's your what's your answer? Uh, is Addison a rookie this year? He is. Yeah. So I was swindled uh, this year in a fantasy draft by trading away like all of my uh, my picks for next year because I didn't understand that they were valuable. And so I know absolutely zero rookies besides the Seahawks rookies. So uh, no comment on this one. <laughs> Go Hawks. I love it. JSN. Uh, yeah, I, I mean JSN's a beast, baby. I, I think you can't deny the talent of Addison, and I feel like Kirk Cousins can support two uh top 25 receivers. So uh I'm rolling with Addison. I I just I can't can't trust the Colts right now. Um I gotta I gotta wait and see on Josh Downs, but uh 
I'm in on Addison. But great picks with the song, guys. Please, for just your own laughter, listen to Pizza Girl by the Jonas Brothers. But to be clear, not recommending it as a jukebox must listen. Um, with that, I'm turning it over to Scott to wrap us up with Fantasy Flash. I don't know why we are still doing this segment. I am so far behind. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be catching up. But I will give you the week seven recap. Uh, Thursday night football. It was more fantasy points. Travis Etienne or Alvin Kamara. It was 21.2 for Etienne to 23.3 for Kamara. Etienne with a couple of touchdowns. Kamara with just a boatload of receptions and yards. Uh, Steven, me, and our guest John all picked Kamara. Got a point there. Uh, Sunday night football. It was more total touchdowns. Tua or Hertz. Uh, it was one for Tua, three for Hertz. MJ and guest John got that right. Monday night football, more receptions. Brandon Ayuk for Jordan Addison, five for Ayuk, seven for Addison. Steven was the only one to get that right. So our standings after seven weeks, we'll go uh, bottom to top. Uh, I am at eight and 13. MJ is at 11 and 10. And Steven is at 14 and seven. And John, our first guest, currently has a two and one record. Uh, so the guests are looking better than me and MJ. Um, that brings us to week eight. Let's hope that I can at least bat two out of three on this one. But Thursday night football, Buccaneers versus Bills. We've got an over under two and a half total rushing touchdowns. Under. Under. Over. All right. Dave went over. That's good because I also picked under. I thought I was going to have to do an Ert skirt there, but Dave took the over. Uh, Sunday afternoon, I picked this over the Sunday night football game. Um, Bengals versus Niners. Mm. More fantasy points. Chase or CMC? CMC. CMC. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with CMC. He's going to bounce back. I also he didn't really CMC. have a bad game. Yeah, no, hey. his, uh, that last passing touchdown uh, lost me a week. So thank you, Vikings, <laughs> for deciding to stop guarding him. Uh, so we all picked CMC there. So I actually had a backup ready for this one because I had a feeling that you guys would all homer on CMC. And I was just trying to hedge my bet so Chase would actually have the better week. But um, the backup is more targets. T. Higgins or George Kittle? Let me get Kitty Cat. Uh, yeah, Kittle as well. More targets. I'll go with Higgy Higgs. I also picked Higgins, and uh, it's 36 for Higgins on the year to 32 for Kittle. Uh, oh. Sorry, I probably should have told you guys that. But um, Monday Night Football, Raiders versus Lions, more touchdowns, Adams and Myers or ASB and Laporta? And ASB Adams and Myers, Laporta. Adams and Myers have eight on the year, ASB and Laporta have six. Steven, you pick the Lions. Okay. All day, baby. Uh, yeah, I have to take the Lions side here as well. Close. 
Uh, I'll go with Vegas on this one. I just came to this. I'm going with Vegas too. Let's go Raiders, baby. Myers is about to get number six on the year. All right. And with that, I'm going to hand it back to MJ to close this out. Yeah. Um, great episode. And of course, everybody, we are nearing the halfway point uh, for fantasy season, which is, I mean, honestly, it just, it, it's like a whirlwind so far. So yeah, we're actually halfway through with the regular season for fantasy purposes, mm-hmm. seven weeks in seven to go before the playoffs. So now is the time to make that push if you are behind. Uh, and if it's dynasty, you probably should be making that decision whether you are going for the playoffs or tanking. Yeah, great point, Scott. And uh, all very important dis- decisions that you'll be needing to make in the next couple of weeks. So good luck to everybody. And remember, uh, more most importantly, this is for fun. You know, we play fantasy to, you know, get the best team we can, the players we believe in, and just to have a good time. So I have to also give a thanks to our guest, Dave. Thank you for taking the time out of your night, your evening to pod with us. Um, we hope to have you again many times um, and hopefully with another championship under, hopefully not under your belt, but one of the three of ours. <laughs> um, yeah, I appreciate uh, you guys inviting me. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um yeah, Scott, Steven, anything to say? Yeah, Dave, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it, man. Glad we could have you on. Uh, and huge shout out to you uh, for our listeners out there. Dave is uh, about to start pilot trading. Um, so congratulations on that. Uh, quite quite the year. First Dynasty champion and now future pilot. So uh, congrats to you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks to our listeners out there. We appreciate you listening to us. Uh, Give us feedback if you have it, positive and negative, please. And uh, Stephen, MJ, always a pleasure to do this with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first, I meant to do it at the beginning of the show, but shout out to Dave for knocking me out of the playoffs last year. It was extremely <laughs> heart-wrenching after going undefeated for the first time ever playing fantasy. Um, but glad it was you with the crown, I guess. Um also, shout out to uh, you and your Huskies. Uh, Dave's a Washington alum. So we obviously, as a large Auburn group here, mm. are uh, very jealous of the success of the Huskies right now. But shout out to them for being undefeated. Hopefully, we'll, I don't know, have a good season in uh, the next five to ten years again. Um, but uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um love doing this with you guys and as always give us a shout out if you'd like to come on or want us to do something special on the show yeah and uh enjoy yourselves everybody and be safe and uh with that this is what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast we'll see y'all next time sweet sweet fantasy baby